Okay, welcome guys back to our online service. Thank you so much for welcoming us into your home. And I believe that you have experienced God already. And I hope that you prepare your hearts to receive what God wants to speak to you this morning. Now I'm going to continue my series where we're talking about more than meets the eye. Where we look at very famous scriptures and we look at it from a different perspective to see what God wants to speak to our life because he is alive he wants to speak and he has a very specific word for you this morning so let's just pray father we thank you for this morning i thank you that you want to speak to us open our hearts and our minds that we'll be able to receive what you want to speak to us this morning in jesus name we pray Amen. Last week we talked about that God has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of our lives and that he can make the ordinary extraordinary. That means he made you and me who are ordinary extraordinary because we are the carriers of God's presence. So today we're going to talk about a person in the Bible who knew that very well, who went out, planted churches, doing great work for Jesus Christ. But he came in a time in his life where he had to deal with the delay in his life. So my question to you this morning is, what is your delay? What is a, a, a situation in your life where you say, God, it is not going how I planned it. 10 years from now, when I thought about 10 years later, I did not see myself in the situation that I am in today. God, it is not going according to plan. There is a delay in our life. And just to make sure that everyone is on the same page, I'm going to summarize the book of Acts until we reach chapter 28. And then we're going to read a short scripture. Now, if you look in the book of Acts, the church was getting bigger and stronger and more people were added to the church daily. So the religious leaders got angrier and angrier and so they, they asked Saul of Tarsus to go out and persecute the believers to get rid of them. When he heard that up north the believers were gaining influence, he set out to Damascus. Now on the way to Damascus, he saw a vision where Jesus appeared to him. He is called into the ministry, but not to persecute the believers anymore, but from now on he would become one of their leaders, preaching about the good news of Jesus Christ. He went on three major missionary journeys and planted churches all over the place. When he went back to Jerusalem, the leaders were eager to end him, so there started a riot in the streets. The Romans came and arrested Paul, but he also didn't know what to do with him, so they handed him from court to court. But then Paul demanded to be transferred to Rome to have his day in court in front of Caesar in Rome. So they sent out to Rome on a long journey. On the journey they got into a great storm and everyone was losing hope. Everyone thought that they're gonna die. But then an angel appears to Paul reassuring him that he will go to Rome and he will live and because of him all in the boat would also survive. They run ashore on the island of Malta. The ship was totally destroyed, but just like the angel said, everybody survived. The people of the island treated them very well. At night when Paul was making a fire, a venomous viper came out of the branches and bit him in the hand. Now the people thought that he would surely die, but Paul shook it off into the fire and he lived. And this is how we end up in Acts 28. And we're going to read now verses 5 through 10. 
Acts 28, 5 through 10. And there it says, But Paul shook the snake off into the fire and suffered no ill effects. The people expected him to swell up or suddenly fall dead. But after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusually, unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god. There was an estate nearby that belonged to Publius, the chief official of the island. He welcomed us into his home and showed us generous hospitality for three days. His father was sick in bed, suffering from a, from a fever. Paul went in to see him. After praying, he placed his hands on him and healed him. When this had happened, the rest of the sick on the island came and were cured. They honored us in many ways. And when we were ready to sail, they furnished us with the supplies we needed. There's another snake in the scripture. Now you know, last week we just talked about one of the snakes who turned the staff to turn into a snake and back again. But what is another snake in the Bible that you are familiar with? Well, the one that comes to my mind right away is, of course, in the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve went through the garden. There was the snake tempting them to go against the order of God, to rebel against God, to disobey God. And I believe that is a little clue in the scripture as well, because I believe Paul was tempted in this very instant to go against his destiny or maybe not go against it, but maybe to give up on the destiny that God had for him. So he was on the way to Rome. Then this happened. He stranded and shipwrecked on the island. But that is not even enough. Now a viper, a venomous snake comes and bites his hand. Now, if I were him, I would have said, God, what is going on? First, I, have, I am shipwrecked on this island. Now I have to wait three months over the winter before we can continue to fulfill my destiny. And not even that enough. Now there's a snake who bit me. And I'm most likely going to die right now. But that was not Paul's attitude. See, here's the thing. If we really want to... If we really want to fulfill the destiny that God has for our life, the enemy will come and try to tempt us. Because if he cannot destroy us, he will try to distract us. Now, he was not able to destroy Paul in the storm. God provided a way. They shipwrecked on the island of Malta. Because the enemy could not destroy him, now he tried to distract Paul by the bite of the snake to get him to have a bad attitude because now if he would have a bad attitude he the whole three months would be basically wasted and ruined because instead of looking for an opportunity to be a blessing now he would just wait in a bad attitude for all of this to be over see if we want to fulfill God's destiny on our life and remember we have the presence of God with us the destiny is still very much alive and you can fulfill it and if we want, and then when we start to walk it out in our life, the enemy will try to distract us. Maybe through delays, maybe through things that don't go our way, maybe through things that are very frustrating to us. But all these things is a trap to distract you from fulfilling the destiny that you have on your life. So don't fall for it because God is still in control. Even in the situation that you don't understand, God is still in control. Come on, say it loud that even the neighbors can hear it. God is in control. 
I'm preaching here in my house. I'm sure that the neighbors could hear that one. <laughs> but it's good because God is still in control. Amen. See, now here we are and we see how Paul's life played out. He became a great uh, missionary and he went and planted churches. And this was his final voyage to Rome. Now everything was according to plan because God called him. And if you want to see what God called him to, you have to look in Acts chapter 9 verses 15 and 16. But the Lord said to Ananias, go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Now see, that is the calling that Paul had on his life. He was called to preach the good news about Jesus Christ all over the place. Because the scripture says he was supposed to preach to the non-Jews. I mean, that's everybody else. Because in their eyes, if you're not a Jew, you are a Gentile. So he was called to preach the good news to the Gentiles and their kings. And to the people of Israel, that means everybody else. But see, Paul had it on his heart that he would go to Rome and preach the gospel to the high official in the high court. He would appear before Caesar and he had an opportunity to speak to the high officials that nobody had access to. So when he went to Rome, he thought he is right there in his destiny. He is right there fulfilling what God has called him to do. And then... He shipwrecked on the island of Malta. I mean, talking about a delay. He was eager to go to Rome to, to fulfill his destiny as it was when he was called. But now he is delayed for three months being stuck on that island, not sure what's going to happen next. Now see here, Paul could have had a very bad attitude. He could have said, God, why am I here? I'm supposed to go to Rome. I'm supposed to talk to all the high officials. I am called to call. I am called to preach to the kings of the Gentiles. And I am on my way, but now I am delayed. I have this detour that was never planned. And he had no idea what would happen next. So he could have just given up with a bad attitude and say, okay, I'm just going to wait until the winter months are over, until I finally can go to Rome and fulfill what God has for me. But he did not have a bad attitude. See, the very first thing that we can learn from this story is that we have to find God in our delay. We have to find God in our delay. Acts 27 verses 23 to 26 says, Last night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar. And God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, man. For I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Nevertheless, we must run aground on some island. See, while he was on the way to Rome, God appeared to him in a dream and prepared him for what was to come. So the whole thing is that I want to bring across to you, if we are in a situation where we feel like we are in a delay, now what could be a delay? Maybe you have uh, you tried to get pregnant for many times, but 
it just doesn't seem to happen. Maybe something happened to your career. Maybe the promotion that you were after for so long just didn't come through. Or maybe because of the whole MCA situation, something happened to your business. Now what it is, whatever it is, if we are in a situation in our life where we feel something is not going according to plan, that can be your delay. But see, in the middle of his delay, he found God. And I want to put close to your heart this morning. If we are in a time where we don't understand what's going on, please see God because God is there and he wants to be found. God is a God who wants to be experienced. He doesn't want to sit up in heaven far away and just observe what's going on. God wants to be involved in your life. God wants to be involved in my life. God wants to be involved in our life. So if we uh, decide in our heart, God, I want to see you. I want to be close to you. God, I'm seeking for your presence. I'm seeking for your face, I can guarantee you that God will respond to that kind of prayer, that he will show up in your life in a way that you could have never even dreamed or imagined. And that is the kind of God that we worship. He wants to be experienced. So in your difficult times that you might be going through, or maybe you say, I'm not going through anything difficult. That's the thing about life. If you're not going through something right now, you will go through something later on. Or maybe you just came through something difficult. That is life. Things will happen that go according to plan, but sometimes things will happen that doesn't go according to what we planned. And in these times, especially these times, we have to remember that God is there and that he wants to be experienced. So if we make up our mind and say, God, I come before you, the heavens are open and you can experience God in a way that you could have never even imagined or that you experienced before. So I want to encourage you this morning. Don't give up. Don't uh, have a bad attitude if something doesn't go your way, but seek God. Just like Paul found uh, the angel talking to him in the dream. God wants to speak to you into your life, into the situation that you are going through just to lift you up. So so that you can stand strong, that you can lift up your hand, that you can be a testimony to the people around you because God is working in your life and he is showing up with his peace, with his goodness, with his power. And he just makes himself real to you in a way that we have not experienced before. Amen. See, when I was in Germany and I had it on my heart that I was supposed to go to the mission a mission trip to Angola, but also that I would go to the Bible school to become a missionary and serve outside of Germany. One thing that always held me back, now I didn't tell anybody, not my pastor, not Winston, who was uh, the youth leader at the time, I didn't tell anyone, not even my parents, but one thing always held me back and I was thinking, what if I go to Bible school and I become a missionary, I get married, I have children, how will I provide for my family? Because in German culture, the worst thing that you can do is is not providing well for your family it's a cultural sin so for me there was always something where I said I am not sure if I can do this but then there was a prophet who came through from Canada through our church and in, the, in one of the special meetings he called me up on stage and he prophesied over me that God would always provide for me that I would have never have to beg for bread but that God will always give me more than enough to supply all my needs and you know what? That is such a simple word, isn't it? 
But that was exactly what I needed. And with that, I said, God, I will take that step into the unknown. I will get out. I will go on that mission trip to Africa and I will apply to go to Bible school and I will follow my destiny to become a missionary. But see, it just took a little word from God right into my life that, that made me willing to step out into the unknown. Take that step of faith. And I want you to know, if you are at that kind of place in your life, seek God. Because once you find him, he can speak to you. He can lead you and guide you and give you what you need to take that step that you'll be able to fulfill the destiny, that plan and that purpose that God has for your life. See, the second thing that we can learn from this story is, is to find opportunity in our delay. Find opportunity in our delay. Acts 28, 7 and 8 says, There was an estate nearby that belonged to Publius, the chief official of the island. He welcomed us into his home and showed us generous hospitality for three days. His father was sick in bed, suffering from fever. Paul went in to see him and after prayer placed his hands on him and healed him. See, like I said at the beginning, it would have been easy for Paul to have a bad attitude. I mean, think about it. If things don't go our way, it is easy to give in to that kind of emotions that are not very good. Now, everybody can be happy if everything is going well. If you win, if you get that promotion, if everything in your family is going well, if everything in your career goes well, it is easy to be happy. It is easy to have a good attitude. But what if something doesn't go according to plan? Then is where we really have to rise up in maturity and say, God, even though I don't know what's happening, I don't know why all these things are going on in my life right now, but I believe that you can still have something for me. And we have to look for an opportunity in that situation because I am sure that God has something good for you. See, now Paul was on the way to Rome, fulfilling his destiny. He could have said, oh, I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait it out because here's nothing I can do. No, but he went around looking for an opportunity where he could become a blessing. And I believe that is the key for us to really step into our destiny is going to look for opportunities, how we can become a blessing to the people around us. See, I believe God was, uh, I believe Paul was not in the situation because of who he was, but he was in the situation to become a blessing for the people all around him because God opened up an opportunity. Now, see, this is the thing. God opened up a small door. They went into the governor's home. They saw, they talked, he was hosting them, really providing for them, having a good time. And then I'm sure in the conversation that they had, they were talking about the father. And he would have told him, yeah, my father have a high fever, I'm not sure what's going on. But see, that is where Paul went in and said, hey, you know what? I believe in God. I believe God can do miraculous things. Can I pray for your father? A small opportunity that could have been easily overlooked. He could have just gone on in the conversation, just uh, talk about something else. But Paul was so aware of what was going on that he said, hey, this is an opportunity where I can step in and do something powerful for God. So he took that opportunity that God opened for him. And later on, when we go into the scripture and see what happens after that is that many more people came to be healed. Now, it all started with a small little opportunity. 
And I am here to tell you that we have to make sure that we don't miss the small opportunities because God has placed them in our life, but it is so easy to overlook. I remember years ago when I was in Bible school in America, every year I would travel back over the summer so I could work in Germany to make money to pay for my next semester. So one of the times I was going back, I was taking a late flight. The flight was a little bit delayed, so I missed my connection flight. So I was stranded in the airport. So I went to my gate. I had a few hours to just wait for the next uh, plane to leave. So I was just sitting there and there comes a woman along and you just sit next to me, old auntie. I mean, by then I was young, so <laughs> maybe she wasn't that old afterwards. But in my mind, she is still like an auntie. And so she was sitting there, so we started talking. And then you know what? It didn't take a few minutes. She started to share all the problems that she's going through with her husband, that she is now a single mother waiting for the divorce to go through. All these things started to come out. And she shared all these things. I was just sitting there, didn't even know what to do, just listening. Uh -huh. Oh, really? Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Really? Oh, my goodness. How can? Oh, really? <laughs> and then she asked me, okay, so what are you doing? I said, I'm going back to Germany. Oh, how come? What are you doing here in the States? I said, well, I'm in Bible school. I'm becoming a pastor. And then she said, oh, no wonder you are such a good listener. <laughs> you know what? She only wanted to talk about what was going on in her life. You know what? I didn't even have to come up with, with solutions to the problems that she had. Because as soon as she heard that I was uh, to become a pastor, she would say, oh, you know what? I think I should do this and this and this. And like a lot of Americans, they know all the Christian language, all the little linguals, all the little words, all the right things to say. But see, the thing is, she knew what to do, but she just needed someone to listen. Thank God that I was just there, just taking the opportunity just to listen to that woman because something really happened to her. She said she felt so much better afterwards. No, I didn't do anything. <laughs> but for her, it was life-changing, she said. See, we have to look for opportunities where we can become a blessing to somebody else. But here's the thing. If we are going through a tough time in our life ourselves, it is so easy to focus on the things that are not going right that we miss the opportunities to be a blessing to somebody else. Because the last person that we think of is somebody else. We are thinking about our problem. We are thinking how we can come up with the solution. We are thinking how we can uh, produce a change in the situation that we're in. That we often lose track of the people who are around us. But the thing is, God always wants to use us, the church, to be a blessing to the people around. So in this time, in this time of delay that you might be in, look with open eyes, look around, see where there is an opportunity where you can step in and become a blessing to somebody else. Because that is the key, not only to bless others, but then in return, God will bless you. The third thing that we can learn from the story is that we have to find purpose in our delay. We have to find purpose in our delay. Acts 28 verse 9 says, When this had happened, the rest of the sick on the island came and were cured. That is very often how God works. He opens up a small opportunity where Paul was able to step in 
and bring a solution to the problem right there. And because of that news spread all over the island and many sick, it says even all the sick from the island were brought to Paul and he healed them. Now that was a powerful move of God, something that Paul had never even thought of before he went on the voyage to Rome. For him it was, okay, I'm going to, going to Rome now. There's no more delays. I'm going to go to the high court. I'm going to have my time to fulfill my destiny. But God had other plans. He was shipwrecked on that island, but not so that he could just sulk and sulk in his bad emotions and have a bad attitude. But when he was able to step into that opportunity that God opened up, the entire island could be changed. Because when we go and look into tradition, tradition tells us that not only Publius got saved and turned to Christianity, but also his father, the entire family. In fact, it says the entire island, which was a Roman colony, turned to Jesus Christ. Now see, if you go into the website of visitmalta.com, that is the official tourist website, you can read the following. During his winter stay, he was invited to the house of Publius, the Roman chief man of the island. It was here, according to tradition, that Paul cured Publius' father of a serious fever. Publius is then said to have converted to Christianity and was made the first bishop of Malta. The cathedral of Medina is said to stand on the side of Publius' house. Now here is it. Archaeological evidence seems to support this tradition, as Malta was one of the first Roman colonies to convert to Christianity. See, Paul could have never imagined what kind of impact he had on the island of Malta. Now, at first, when the opportunity opened up to pray for the Father, maybe he would have thought, okay, this is it, I can pray for one person but at least I can have an impact on one person's life. Now, all of a sudden, that man got healed. The news spread. So many other people came to the place and all of them were healed. See, now it's not only one person anymore. Now it is many people. And then we see, we even have evidence, archaeological evidence, that the Roman colony of Malta all turned to Christianity. Now we are talking about a powerful move of God. All was birthed right there in the delay, in a detour that Paul took on his journey to Rome. So when we are in a detour, if we are in a situation in our life that we don't understand, you know what? God can make it work for something great, something beautiful, something that we never even thought was possible. But we have to pay attention. We have to find a purpose in that delay. Why are we in this situation? Is it something that I did wrong? Did somebody else did something wrong? Or is it that God wants to use this situation for me to have an impact on the people in, uh, who are around me? And then be, be, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit because He wants to lead, uh, lead you. He wants to guide you that you can fulfill that purpose that you have in that very situation. Here's the thing that I have learned. Very often the greatest opportunities come packaged in a problem. <laughs> now this is not something that we would like to hear, right? Sometimes the greatest opportunities come packaged in a problem. Where we think, look at the situation and think, what good 
could ever come out of this situation. But then in the end, once we go through, once God is working through it, we see things that we never even saw before. And we see that those things very often can become a ministry that we never even thought possible. You know, when I was growing up, uh, Lars, my brother, he started to hang out with the wrong kinds of friends. He started to doing, uh, you know, some drugs and the party lifestyle. And then my, my parents were crying out and uh, <laughs> praying for him. And he came back. Wonderful, wonderful thing. But see, he now when he meets people who go through similar situation, the way that he can talk to them is something that I could never because I haven't experienced it. I don't know what it is like. I don't know how it is to go through this kind of situation, but he does. So what he went through could become a great blessing later on in his ministry, in his life. And so whatever we are going through, don't look down on the things that you are going through right now. I am just here to tell you to hang in there because God has a plan. God has a purpose and surely God still has the destiny on your life. So if we walk through these situations, God can open up opportunities where we can become a blessing to those around us. And that is the way that God wants to work. He wants to use you. He wants to use me. He wants to use our church to be a burning bush for him. That people who walk by see, hey, there's something different. I don't quite, I cannot quite uh, put my finger on what it is, but there's something different about this place. And I believe that is the presence of God. I believe that is the goodness of God that is burning in your life, burning in our life, making a difference in the people's life all around us. The fourth thing that we can learn from the story is, is that we can find provision in our delay. We can find provision in our delay. Acts 28 verse 10 says, They honored us in many ways. And when we were ready to sail, they furnished us with the supplies we needed. We are blessed. We can enjoy life. Come on, we know that our provision is in God. Now, God chooses to work through different ways to provide for your, for your needs, but He is still the ultimate provider in your life. So I know that no matter what happens, God will always be there and He is the source of my provision. Now, please don't use this as a, as a stupid thing to go out and just buy whatever you want to buy. Oh, pastor said God will provide for me so I can buy a new car or I can buy a new house or I can buy a new Harley Davidson. <laughs> just spend money like that. I'm not saying that. Be wise with your money. Okay, but I believe that God is the source of provision and Paul experienced God in this time of delay to be the provider. I mean, they had no means to make money to get all what they needed to continue their journey. But God provided through the people of the island for their need. And I believe that is a very good picture of how God still works in our life today. God wants to make a way. God wants to provide for you. But you know what? If we have abundance, why not we bless somebody else? Because after all, what we said just the point earlier is that we are looking for opportunities to bless somebody else. That God wants to use us to be a blessing to the people around. So keep your eyes open. See where you can be a blessing. Maybe where you can provide something for somebody in need. And I'm not only talking about finances. Very often it is just your time. 
It is just your attention that people are really longing for. And maybe you can provide that very need that they have in their life by simply listening to them, simply giving a good advice in a time where they are really looking for an advice. And that is how God can really work. He wants to use you to be a blessing. Amen? Come on. God wants to use you to be a blessing to the people around you. Okay, and with that, come on, let's rise to our feet and just respond to God in prayer. Father God, I thank you for the word that you have given us this morning. A word that the destiny on our life is still very much alive, no matter what has happened in the past. And I ask that each and every one of us will not be distracted what the enemy might throw in our way, the delays or the situations that we don't understand, that we will not be distracted, but that we can say, no, God is still in control. I know that he is still sitting on the throne. I know that I can fulfill the plan, the purpose and the destiny that God has for my life. And I am waiting for an opportunity where I can step into the will of God, where I can become a blessing to the people around me so that you can use me in this time of delay to be a blessing to the people around me. And I ask, Father God, that you will use this time to really prepare us, to prepare our hearts and our minds to really go after you, to get to know you, to seek more after you. Because we know, Father, you will make all the difference in our life. So let the people looking at us find that we have the presence of the Almighty God in our life. And that even in time of delay, that we can look at positive, that we can have a, a positive outlook on life. Knowing that you are still in control. Knowing that you are leading us step by step through this time. So we are looking forward of the time that we can come back together in the church celebrating you, celebrating your presence and sharing testimonies of how you have brought us through these kind of times. Uncertain times, difficult times, but where you have showed up with your power in a nice and awesome way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Now with this, guys, be blessed. Have a great week. We love you. And I cannot wait to meet you back in church at the first week of August. With that, have a great week. We love you. Bye-bye. What an awesome word that was. I hope that you were blessed in your own homes. I hope God's presence was so real in your homes. I pray that God will continue to be with you this coming week. Stay blessed. Stay connected. All right. After this is our Kids Alive at 12 o'clock. And we'll see you on Tuesday at 8 o'clock for our Bible study via Zoom. Take care, guys. Be blessed.